Welcome to On Texas Football, recruiting edition. Jerry Hamilton alongside here of InsideTexas.com and On3. Uh, Jerry, a lot of movement in the last 24, 48 hours. You and I wanted to get together and talk about some of that. Uh, wanted to focus almost exclusively in this recruiting update on uh, the situation along the trenches on both the offensive and defensive line uh, because as Texas goes to the SEC, that has taken on uh, – renewed importance if it wasn't already important all the time. Uh, but before we do that, it's also important to mention one of Texas's top skill position players, uh, that being uh, Ryan Wingo uh, out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri, one of the top uh, recruits in the country, uh, according to On3 and others, the industry ranking 28 overall, forced, high four-star prospect, if not number a five-star, five-star by two different services right now. Um, a, a well-known uh, prognosticator slash analyst came out and gave Texas the nod on Ryan Wingo over Missouri, Georgia, uh, and others. Michigan, I believe, another one. Uh, what is the latest you've heard on Ryan Wingo? He visited Texas on the weekend of June 16th, uh, and it's been a, a big-time recruitment uh, for Texas thus far. Yeah, I think the interesting thing is ever since the visit, and, and even leading into the visit, we talked about, but ever since the visit, uh, the feeling out of Austin is Texas has a legitimate shot in this recruitment. Uh, Bobby, but, you know, we we kind of talked about this before the visit. You know, I, I talked to Ryan a few weeks ago, and the things he said about, you know, liking Austin because you can have a life outside of football. I mean, all those things aligned with what Arch Manning used to say in his recruitment and then lo and behold arch manning is his host on the visit and so arch is obviously putting in work um which that also tells me steve sarkeesian who recruited wingo through his wide receiver coaching change and has stayed on him ever since the uh, unofficial visit last june it tells me sarkeesian has a really good feel for this recruitment and what's important because those aren't those aren't normal things you hear from kids and then to have somebody host him that said the same things during his recruitment. Texas obviously has a really good feel for this. Uh, the competition, uh, Tennessee, I, I think even though he didn't officially visit in June, is going to be in it. Uh, but then, like you said, Michigan uh, and Missouri. Um, it, it's interesting to see where Georgia falls on the list. Uh, you know, people that we know in the industry that cover Georgia aren't speaking very highly of their chances right now, but obviously – they're a number one program in the country, so things can change down the, uh, uh, you know, as we get closer to the finish line. The the question we both have is: Will Will Wingo make a decision prior to his senior season? If he does, not unlike the Colin Simmons recruitment right now, the defensive right. end out of Duncanville, Texas seemingly has a ton of momentum in this. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, look, and here, Texas has something to sell to Ryan Wingo too. Ad Mitchell. Has a good season, he goes pro. Xavier Worthy has a good season, he goes pro. Jordan Winning is out of there. It doesn't even matter as much that Wingo's going to play outside receiver. It's just here's the possibility. I mean, Isaiah Hayer, if he has a healthy season, could just say, you know what, even if I'm a sixth, seventh-round pick, I'm coming off an ACL year before, I'm going pro. So there's a lot of early playing time. Uh, the quarterback room is stacked. Texas obviously has a good feel for this recruitment. And what is important to Ryan Wingo? So you know, look, this things line up pretty well for Texas. We'll see if they can get to the finish line. Uh, yeah, Ryan Wingo, by the way, came in. You see, six two two fifteen here. He's he's that. That that's yeah. exactly. I mean, he's not a slight guy. 
Texas yeah. hired him, waited him on his visit, and that's what he said he came out at. I, I will tell you this, Jerry, not only is he that, he also ran, what, a 10-5 wind day? Hey, not, he ran 10-8, but at 10-8. 205 pounds. 10-8 at 205 pounds on the fully automatic time. He ran some faster times that weren't FAT. But, I mean, uh, 10-8 at 205 is getting it. Yeah, all right. Uh, look, long story short, Texas is in a real good situation yes. here. Kind of, yes. kind of the first national guy to speak on this, really, on this recruitment uh, and sway it one way or the other. So interesting news there. Want to also mention Jordan Johnson Rebel, uh, the yep. safety out of uh, IMG Academy. Our friend EJ Holland, who I used to work with over at another Texas site, uh, put in a RPM pick today uh, for uh, Johnson Rebel in Texas. Johnson Rebel announces at two o'clock on. Uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, EJ, by the way, was at Texas recovering, covering Longhorn recruiting. He's now at Michigan. Well, Michigan is recruiting Johnson Rebel, and I talked to EJ prior to this uh, this uh, video, and he said right now he's hearing Texas for Jordan Johnson Rebel. Obviously, yeah. things can happen in 48 hours, uh, but that's good news as well for the Longhorns. All right, Jerry, are you ready to start on this let's do trench it. warfare? Trench warfare, let's do it. That's, I mean, that's this is the way of the SEC in the future. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, here, here's my piece on it, right? It's, you know, with all due respect, it's it's they are very detail-oriented. And, and these the reason you and I think we need to talk about these is because these are the big boy recruitments that we've yes. mentioned, right? Every single one, offense and defense, it doesn't matter, is highly competitive. Um, with a, another team that has been in the top 25, that has a national profile, that has 80 to 100,000 people in the stands, et cetera, right? And yeah. so let's talk about that if, if you want and if you will. Let's start on the offensive line with the two young fellows committed to Texas at this point, uh, as I think you and I both are getting text messages right now. We are. Um, uh, what I would say to you on this is uh, – uh, you know, Texas has commitments from Daniel Cruz, got one yesterday, a center prospect out of Richland Hills up in the Metroplex, and then Nate Kibble down in Houston at the Tascacita. Both those guys considered interior players. Cruz chose Texas over OU and A&M. Kibble chose Texas over A&M and a host of others. All right. If we go from there, we know right now they lost Makai Saina to USC, yeah. another national recruitment. Again, no, no shame in that, right? They no. they still are trying to fight it out for the offensive tackle that they real one of the offensive tackles they really covet, uh, Daniel Calhoun. Texas is looking for exterior guys, and Kyle Flood and his group see him as a definite offensive tackle. Well, Georgia is recruiting him hard too. Whether they're recruiting him as a guard or tackle is a different story, but that's a big one, right? And then yes, Georgia already took Nair Daniels, or they're going to be taking him. It looks like. Uh, out of Bergen Catholic as a tackle as well. We're, those are just the five that I know of that are leaning one way or the other. We thought Calhoun was leaning to Georgia, or we think he is, but he hasn't made up his mind yet. Daniels right. has decided not to take a visit to Texas. So those that are those first group of five. Do you have anything specific to, to say about Calhoun, Cruz, or Kibble at this point? Yeah, I think uh... – What's interesting to me is Blake Ivey is also on the board for Texas, and I'll get to the tackles in a second. Blake Ivey out of Clear Springs visited Texas June 16th through 18th. He also visited Texas A&M the same weekend Cruz and Kibble did. 
And if there's one guy Cruz is kind of working on in the state of Texas right now, he's it's Blake Ivy. Uh, there you see Blake Ivy 114 in, in the on three industry ranking, a six three and a half uh, high school left tackle to play guard that has an 81 82 inch wingspan, and he fits the profile of guys that Texas loves. Um, and with Syena going to USC, Blake Ivy is the next man up with a chance to commit. I think he'll do something next month. It's LSU, it's Texas A&M, or it's Texas. Uh, and, and I do know his parents really like the Texas visit uh, from the academic side very much. Obviously, the same thing could be said about A&M. The family is from Louisiana, so they're in it as well. Uh, that's really another a true SEC battle there. But that's a kid Cruz is working on. On Daniel Calhoun, look, Texas wants him at left tackle. Kelvin Banks hosted him. Peyton Kirkland co-hosted him. I mean, that's two Texas tackles, right? And Kelvin Banks, freshman All-American. Um, so that Texas is left is leaving no doubt with Daniel Calhoun that they think he he can play left tackle at the University of Texas. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I crystal balled him, or crystal balled. I made an on three RPM pick this morning for Georgia. Uh, with Daniel Calhoun at 70%, because I, I do think it's definitely trending there. Yeah, and an announce. I don't know an announcement date for him yet, uh, but I do think it's trending the Georgia. And look, we said before, that's not really a recruitment Texas should win. I, I thought it would have been the biggest upset and biggest recruiting win for Texas, because when you go in, if you go into Atlanta and get one of the top tackle prospects in the country from Georgia, who's on top of the college football world, Alabama, where his dad played uh, briefly in college and then Tennessee, when he visited Clemson, I mean, that's just not one Texas should win right now. Uh, so the fact that they're right there swinging with Georgia says something to me. And obviously, I'm sure we'll get to uh, Brandon Baker here in a second, Bobby. Yeah, I, I was going to say, the, the reason I separated those first five guys is because they had either already visited, already kind of made right. a decision, and we thought they were leaning. The other guys are Brandon Baker, which yeah. you just mentioned, Blake Ivey, which you went in-depth on, which I appreciate, uh, Eugene Brooks, another guy out of California. And then Brandon Baker's teammate, DeAndre Carter, who visits Texas in September. Okay. Yeah. So I, think, I think, yeah. I, my, my point being, all of those guys, with perhaps the, even Eugene Brooks, his other school right now is OU. Okay. Yep. Brandon Baker has got Ohio State, Oregon, Georgia, Texas. DeAndre Carter is a national recruit. He's out of the West Coast. Blake Ivy, you just mentioned AM, LSU. Uh, Texas. Let, let's go a little bit deeper on Baker, though, because like Calhoun, he's a tackle prospect, yes. and that's one of the ones that we we need to talk about. Yeah, I, Brandon Baker, looking at five star, number one ranked offensive tackle in the country. He's a right tackle at uh, modern day. I think he's a right tackle at Texas, and obviously a selling point there is Christian Jones is graduating. Cam Williams may be a guard. I mean, so Texas has something to sell there. Brandon Baker is also. Mom's also related to the Akana family. Um, so, I, I, you know, I think Oregon has slipped there. I'm not saying he's not going to end up at Oregon. I do think Oregon had a commanding lead at one point in time, and I think they've slipped. I think Texas is either the favorite or the co-favorite in this race. I think Georgia, at the end of the day, is too far from home, a little too tough a travel. I think Ohio State's very much in the picture uh, for Brandon Baker. So I, I think those are the three uh, I'm really watching with Brandon Baker right now. Again, the question was for a while there, it looked like he might decide July, early August. Now it looks like it co could go into the fall. Look, this stuff is fluid. He could decide in two weeks he's done with this process um, or he could take it into the fall. On DeAndre Carter, that one is a one, you know, because Baker's not really one of those kids that people right now are thinking is, could end up at USC or UCLA. DeAndre Carter's a little different. People could see him ending up 
at USC, possible UCLA. Um, he's, he's visited those campuses multiple times this spring. There you see him, 127 in, in the on-three industry ranking. He is a guard and a big one, 6'3 and a half, 340. So he's scheduled to visit September 30th for the Kansas game. That's when Baker was originally going to visit before uh, Baker decided he was going to speed up his timeline. Now, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but this is one that Texas is very much in on. Carter was in, uh, in Austin January 21st for the Elite uh, Junior Day, the first junior day for the Longhorns of the 24 class. And his positive words coming out of that visit and his family's positive remarks got Baker on campus for the spring game in April. That really helped Texas. So his interest is legit. The difference there is I think it's a known that Baker would leave L.A. This one is still a bit of an unknown at the end of the day. Got it. That makes sense. Um, essentially, those are the ones that that have that Texas has kind of honed in on and got on campus. There are other guys on yep. the offensive line they went after and just have not got at got this to this point. Uh, some because they they didn't go after real hard. Like Michael Uni is now uh, uh, RPM pick in for Georgia. Well, Texas didn't really prioritize the Coppers right. Cove big lineman. Ori Williams, however, out of San Marcos, Texas, did try to prioritize him. They love them. And he is going to likely going to either LSU or Texas A&M at yeah. this point. Weston Davis is another one that you've mentioned out of Beaumont Westbrook. He's a tackle prospect that is currently committed to A&M, also visited LSU. And then Bennett Warren uh, out of Fort Bend is looking at Michigan and A&M as well. My point on all of these, Jerry, for you and for others, is that there's no easy win here. No. Right that, that, no. And that that's where I think that – as a fan and as a person that follows it professionally, you have to realize that you win some, you lose some. The, the idea is it's a numbers game and you try to get the best numbers that make sense for your roster. And right now, I think Texas is is winning more than their share right now, especially with this next week or two coming up. But impressive list of offensive linemen, but still some work to do at tackles. No doubt, right? Yeah, and yeah. one more spot for a guard. Is that is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah, that's what I think. And hey, Bobby, to your point, but here's the thing for the Texas fans that may be new. There's a lot of new subscribers on Texas football. This staff's going to recruit through the whistle. The evaluation process is not done. Um, that's one thing we know. And look, then you have the coaching carousel. I mean, so th these coaches nowadays, they have a list of guys. They have their list. Okay, this, this coach could uh, – he might not make it, and we really like this guy there, and we need to be ready to pounce if something like that happens. So, uh, But, like, you look like a kid like Weston Davis. Uh, he, out of Beaumont United, his offensive coordinator is Albert Party, who played with Vince and those guys at Texas. And, look, Weston Davis, I think, would be open to getting on campus at Texas during a season if Texas has a tackle spot. I mean, so I don't think that recruitment's dead. And he is a very – Weston's an extremely talented prospect. I mean – uh, on three, and I agree with our our guys. There, I, I went to see Weston. That profile picture, I took that one last spring, and his flexibility is off the charts. And he's a basketball kid. He's just now starting to get big, six five and a half, around two seventy five, two eighty. He's just now starting to like the weight room, but he's got an incredible amount of upside. And Kyle Flood was through there in the spring, um, and so Texas likes him. Depending on what happens with Calhoun, I think will be the next move with Davis. Got it. All right. Let's let's keep it going here. Um, Jerry, we're going to try to get through edge real quick because yeah. there's fewer yeah. players. OK, yeah. um, essentially, we know about Colin Simmons uh, and where he's at. We believe we know where he's at in the recruitment. Texas is, is kind of 
it may be in the lead. We don't, you know, how how close is he to a decision may be debatable. Eric Nalene of Inside Texas seems to think that Colin may be closing in on one as a whole, though. We're just not sure because guess what? Colin hasn't said anything publicly to tell everybody right. where he's at. So uh, there, there's that. The one I want to focus on tonight is Zena Umiozulu, a young man out of Allen, the brother of Neto Umiozulu. Uh, the thing with Zena is, you know, all amongst this uproar of, you know, every single school is also recruiting Colin Simmons. Right. But Texas recruited Zena from the start and has been recruiting him for two years. Right. Um, and so this isn't like Johnny come lately. We only want you because your brother. Uh, they, they really, really like the young man from Allen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, they, they, they see he's really finally starting to fill out his frame, right? I mean, that's the thing. For for a few months there, his frame kind of people are, I think some even college coaches are wondering, where is this headed here? Uh, but he's actually starting to put on the weight. That frame, he has got long, long arms. Uh, and he is very flexible, and he looks like a pass rusher in his stance. Uh, that's the thing is he looks like he can do it very well, especially as he gets stronger to where he can hold up against the run. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, I put an RPM for Texas. If I'm wrong, I'll eat it. I think Texas is the favorite over Oklahoma and A&M in this one right now. Um, and, look, I think there's some – obviously there's confidence on the Texas side for a multitude of reasons. His brother's having a good experience at Texas. His parents are very high on the academics. Uh, side of at the University of Texas in Neto's recruitment, and that has not changed in Zena's recruitment. And obviously, from a family standpoint, that's much easier if these guys are at the same school because they will be on campus together for a couple of years. This is not one where Neto's a senior and he's out the door when Zena shows up in Austin. You've got a couple of years of these kids being on the same campus together, uh, and that would make for one hell of a cotton bowl if he was in Oklahoma and Neto. <laughs> I don't see it, man. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be interesting. Zena Umiozulu, a definite target. Danny Okoye out of Tulsa, another yeah. one. And his recruitment almost seems like it's just now getting kicked off. He visited unofficially LSU and Tennessee. Um, and you know, I think that is the competition for him, by the way. Tennessee or LSU? LSU. I think it's I think LSU and Tennessee. He's been to Tennessee before. I really think, you know, look – that kid's once Oklahoma State is was not where he was going to end up, and let's say that's still the case. He was angling SEC. He was looking SEC. Got it. Okay. All right. That's going to do it. We, we do not think Texas is going to follow through on Deshaun Warner at this point. No. Young man out of uh, Jordan Atlanta. Ross. Texas is still swinging at, but I think they're behind Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, some of the more deeper South SEC schools right now. Okay. Let's flop. All right. Now let's flop. Let's switch. Uh, to the defensive linemen, the interior guys, primarily interior guys, uh, and start down that list. I'm going to give them to you. Again, these are big-time recruitments. Every single one has another major school. Uh, Dominic McKinley, let's start with him. He's yep. already visited Ohio State, A&M, OU, Texas, and LSU is in his backyard, and they want him. What's going on with him? Yeah, I, I think coming out of the Texas visit, I reported on Inside Texas um, – Texas and OU were the top two. I, I, I maintain that. 
that's coming out of the Texas visit. I think A&M's in the mix. I'm not discounting A&M. I just said Texas OU were the top two. Other thing I was told was, you know, LSU may not be the place that he ends up. And it's interesting because when I was at Acadian in the spring, somebody very close to that program told me this may be a kid that doesn't end up at LSU. It just may not be his place. And I, I put that in the back of my mind. I didn't really say that uh, uh, for a while, but then I heard it again. Um, so we'll see. I mean, look, it's LSU. They may have a great season because this is a recruitment that right now Dominic says he wants to announce at the Under Armour All-America game. I don't think that will actually happen. Um but we'll see what happens. I do know Texas had good conversations with Dominic this week since the official visit last weekend. All right. TJ Lindsay, young man out of Bryant, Arkansas. I mean, he's visited. This is his list. Auburn, uh, Miami, Texas A&M, Texas on the four weekends in the month of June. Again, national recruitment. Yeah. National recruitment of a defensive lineman from the Southeast region. Right. I think now, now let me ask you this, Jerry. Yeah. On this on this photo that we're showing the folks, or on this graphic, it's showing A and M as the leader according to the RPM. But you don't feel that they're even in the top two at this point. I I, I don't. I mean, I don't. I think they're third right now. Um, uh, and that's what I was getting at. I, look, he loved Jason Taylor. I think if Miami was in the SEC, that might be his pick. Um, but I also think with the family, there's some apprehension about being in Miami for college with him. Uh, so I, I think he really likes Bo Davis. Bo Davis done a really good job in this recruitment. I think he also likes, you know, kind of that Dre Bledsoe path at Texas, the chance to maybe play outside if it, in play some, you know, as an outside player, but then also play inside, uh, depending on where his body goes. I saw him at the airport Sunday. Great looking kid, 6'3 and a half, 268, and all of it, and looks very athletic. Uh, but I think he really likes the Auburn defensive line coach as well. I think AM was the favorite headed into June, but I just think things have changed. But I'm not counting AM out. I'm not counting them out, but I just think right now Texas and Auburn are the top two. And, and he when's he expected to, to announce? Jerry? Yeah, he'll make a decision in all these IMG kids, which we'll get to Jane Jackson. He's going to make a decision before July 20th. That's when these kids report. These kids are going to decide before then the IMG kids because they're going to decide when they're at home with their families. Then they're going to report the IMG on the 20th. So if there's a kid, either if Lindsay or Jaden Jackson's not committed, by July 20th, I'd be surprised. That means something's weird's going on with their recruitment that's changed. And for those way. unfamiliar, IMG is a national school that awards scholarships to players down in Bradenton, Florida. So players like TJ Lindsay, for example, is actually from Bryant, Arkansas, but's playing his senior year at IMG Academy. All right, uh, let's go on to a couple other guys yeah. here, Jerry. Let's start with Jaden Jackson, uh, the other IMG prospect that Texas is recruiting on the defensive front. Uh, here is his vis list of visitors. Uh, Florida, Ohio State, Miami, Texas, and OU. National recruitment again. National recruitment again. And look, this is one that I, I, coming out of the Texas visit, I think he had a great visit. I think he had a great visit in the spring. Um, he, he has family that lives in the Houston area. And I'll throw one more out there that hasn't really been talked about, Bobby. His older brother plays football at Kilgore College. So there's a lot of ties in Texas right now with Jaden Jackson. Um, obviously, he's a Brownsburg, Indiana is 191 miles from Columbus, Georgia, uh, Columbus, Ohio, Ohio State. He has been to camps there. He's known Larry Johnson since eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. Um, so this is one where the defensive line coach at Ohio State has a really solid relationship. I think Texas has done a great job. I think Jordan Johnson Rubel 
who I picked to go to Texas this Saturday. Jarrett Gibson already committed to Texas. I think there's some good positive things at IMG about Texas for the first time in a while, but there's also this. Defensive tackle, I mean, you're going to lose to Vondre Sweat, probably lose Alfred Collins, may lose Byron Murphy after the season. So there's opportunity for at Texas as they head into the SEC. But I, I was told coming out of that visit it was Ohio State, Texas top two, Oklahoma third. I'm not counting out Miami or Florida. I do think NIL is a factor in this one. But that's where it was coming out of the visit. And I was told again Monday by somebody close to the recruitment that they thought it would be Ohio State or Texas at the end of the day. But we'll um, see. Here's here's another national recruitment. DeAndre Robinson. Yeah, oh yeah. Out of Orlando's Jones High School. Same high school as Peyton Kirkland, the freshman offensive tackle for the Longhorns. Um, here are his visits. Florida. Texas, Georgia, and Ohio State. I mean, that's the, you know, you say what you want, but th that's a very difficult recruitment for anybody to win. Yes, and he went to Alabama two weeks ago in a midweek and got an offer, and they're trying to get him to hold off committing and come in and, in the fall, as is LSU. So, I mean, this one has every heavy hitter. It doesn't really feel like the 500th-ranked player in the country, by the way, uh, which he is on the on-three industry ranking. That doesn't make a mesh with me. Uh, not when those guys are battling out for you. I, this one's been Texas, Florida for a while. He grew up a big Florida fan, right? Uh, but not as big of a Florida fan that he's committed like three other defensive tackles are committed to Florida right now. So he likes Texas. Uh, he was hosted by Cedric Baxter and Peyton Kirkland, both from the Orlando area, as you said. Um, I, I Look, Bobby, I think it is a factor in this race. Uh, I think Texas and Florida right now is where the decision comes from. Uh, Georgia's got some other guys committed. Doesn't mean they don't really like him. Ohio State, that visit was unofficial in June. They're trying to get him back for an official uh, during the season. But this is also a numbers game. Texas and a lot of these guys, Bob, if Jaden Jackson were to commit to Ohio State, then DeAndre Robinson probably is no longer there for Ohio State. So I think this one's going to come down to Texas and Florida bar uh, as long as this ends before his senior season, which I think it will. But with DeAndre, you're never really sure. Gotcha. A couple of more guys we want to talk about. Uh, I want to close with one one guy in particular because I think he's of particular importance to Texas. Malik Blockton, uh, another Texas-Auburn uh, battle. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I, I thought about there, you mentioned his brother plays at Auburn. In the in the on3 database, it shows that Malik Blockton has made nine unofficial visits to Auburn. So talk about a tough recruitment to win. Young man from Pike Center, Alabama, that the or Pike Road, Alabama. What are your thoughts on this? Is Texas really just shooting way well, behind here? This is why we have to be fair in this, right, uh, Bobby? I mean, look, for the same reasons we think Zena is going to end up at Texas, he went to every Texas home game, right? He's probably been there 10 times. You got to think Auburn's the favorite. Uh, the difference is his brothers will be a senior at Auburn next year, so they won't play together. Um, the the kicker here, if Texas were to upset Auburn, and they and, and Texas likes this kid. I mean, he's got length and he's got power. And he was 6'3", 275, not 255. He was 275 on the visit June 16th in Austin. It would just be getting away, carving his own path, getting away, get, getting away from Pike Road, Alabama, doing his own thing at the end of the day. If he wants to do that, the mom is on board with that. Um, so I'll say that. All right. Melvin Hills is another one. Uh, one one more after this, uh, and then yep. we'll call it. But Melvin Hills out of Lafayette, Louisiana, uh, he had several offers nationally. He's kind of whittled his, his, his list 
to two, Texas and Ole Miss. Ole Miss is trying uh, everything they can, pulling yeah. out all stops to get back in it. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think Ole Miss is making a real run at it. It's This is a fun recruitment. If it was SEC fans really that know the SEC, Pete Golding and Bo Davis are friends. Pete Golding's the D.C. at Ole Miss. And obviously, Randall Joyner is the D-line coach. So Pete Golding and Bo Davis are swinging at each other on this in a friendly <laughs> way. They both want to win this recruitment. There's probably steak dinner or something in there. I mean, who knows with these guys, right? But uh, Ole Miss made a serious run the first half of this week. I think Texas is still the favorite there. He's going to announce uh, July 12th. Uh, but it's 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 not just a, it's not a given. Ole Miss is in it, and uh, but I think Bo Davis and I think Texas Sarkeesian, I think they're doing a good job here. And and, and I, I'll say this: Texas and Ole Miss like this kid more than the rankings do. They like Got his it. upside. He's an intangibles guy. Uh, there's a lot of things. And I I went to see Melvin this spring. Spring I've talked to him multiple times. Those intangibles come through when you see him. He's got a lot to him, and that includes the one thing you can't force on a kid. He's got a motor. Got it. Uh, Alex January is going to be our last guy. I wanted to talk about Jerry because uh, really you, you look at it again, even though his, his dad played at Texas, he's out of Duncanville, huge, huge guy. Um, teammate of Colin Simmons, obviously, uh, but six foot five, 320 plus pounds. Uh, also visited Texas Tech, Florida State, LSU, and Texas. It's thought to be coming down to LSU and the Longhorns. Uh, he's we think he's going to, to uh, make a decision sometime in the month of July or possibly August. Uh, but where does he fit and what's his specific fit for this Texas defense? And talk more about him, if you would. Yeah, I think what you see from Tavondre Sweat is kind of what you'd see from Alex January. Um, I think he's a big, large human at 6'5", 320. I saw him this spring and he's all of it. Uh, you know, this is really his first spring and summer focusing just solely on football. Believe it or not, he was a baseball player, and he, and he played varsity baseball at Duncanville. And I knew that it was kind of funny. Uh, Coach Samples and the staff commented. They thought, you know, look, man, I get he loves baseball, but he, he he's slow to realize what his future is here. Um, and, and he missed some time in the weight room. He missed some spring two years ago, but he was there this spring. Uh, but he's got a big upside. He is a strong kid. He's got long arms. He is how you draw it up physically. Like you said, it's coming out of Texas LSU. While his Mike January's dad played at Texas, a season ticket holder at Texas, he's from Lake Charles, Westlake. There's a lot of family in Louisiana. With Alex January, I think if Texas wins this one, besides being his uh, legacy, it'll be the D-line the over uh, coaching uh, changes in, in LSU, you know, I think three in the last three years. So I think that's maybe a little too much coaching turnover there. If the, if it really gets close with Texas and LSU at the end of the day, I think Bo Davis and the Texas legacy would be is going to be tough to beat. I've got three other guys to mention that have are going yeah. elsewhere. Uh, Terrence Hibbler is going to stick with Mississippi State, it sounds like. Texas yeah. brought in, in for a visit. Isaiah Fonga committed to Alabama. He switched from Utah. Texas was in that. And then uh, down at Oak Ridge High School in Conroe, Joseph, our Jerry Joseph, our Joseph Ajanye. Yeah, I, I'm butchering that name. My apologies, but he looks like he's probably going to Georgia. Yeah, time, right. Yeah, yeah. So, I agree with all that. Te Texas is doing all that. All right. One last thing I want to mention before we get going tonight. We talked about uh, Wingo, Jordan Johnson, Rubel, as well as all of the linemen. Uh, there's news out that the University of Texas is waiting to uh, consider all its options in light of the recent. NCAA memo regarding NIL use uh, and how that works. 
so Chris Del Conte put out a memo to donors today, and uh, some of that stuff is on pause. What does this all mean? It's too early for me and Jerry to know. We got to hit the phones and try to find out what it, what it all means. Uh, we'll have that for you guys on Inside Texas at uh, tomorrow, hopefully at the very latest. Additionally, uh, tomorrow I hope to speak or I hope to have an interview up with Brian Irwin, the two-time state winning championship coach. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the 2023 schedule and where he sees the pitfalls, perhaps, as well as the, the things that he likes about the 2023 schedule. Jerry, you have anything else you want to add before we get going? No, I think Texas has really good momentum. Look, you have two uh, announcements coming Saturday. Parker Livingstone, four-star receiver from Lovelady. Jordan Johnson Rebell, four-star safety out of IMG from Fort Worth. Both th- those go Texas way Saturday. They jump uh, into the top 20 in the recruiting uh, class rankings. They started at 48 in June. They'd be inside the 20, in, inside the top 20, with some big names left to hit in the month of July. Yep, they're at eight commitments right now. That'd put them at 10. Uh, for the month month of June. All right, for Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this special update of, on recruiting for On Texas Football.